Good morning, and thanks for joining us today. Have you ever had a moment of stinking thinking? I know I have, unfortunately more than I care to admit. The truth is that our mindset and intentions are the most powerful tools we have to transform our life and others. Our stinking thinking and choice of attitude we carry around with us impacts everyone we're in proximity to. That's physically or virtually. Our energy is felt and has an effect. We have a significant choice in each moment to be fixed where we are in our beliefs and emotions, or we can choose to be a leader and learn from the moment or circumstances we have put ourselves in. This stinking thinking moment is an opportunity to actually learn how to grow, to learn the tools of how to shift our thinking and mindset from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. We all have the ability to control and choose our thoughts, words, and actions. Of course, this too is a choice. This is really about my choice of attitude. It defines what I am moving toward and away from. It's really a key factor in how I live my life. I've come to be aware and have the knowledge that my thinking is so powerful because it actually creates my beliefs. I like the book that James Allen wrote, As a Man Thinketh. In his book, he quotes, a man is literally what he thinks, his character being the complete sum of all his thoughts. In this, he basically teaches us that our thoughts and beliefs on a particular subject has a significant impact on what emotions we create. This choice then empowers our feelings, which then drives our motion or actions, and our actions really define who we are. Can you think of a time where this has been true? Or have you ever seen a parent, boss, leader, or even politician clearly say, I believe, and then they make a statement, then an emotional shift, both in their physical expressions and volume or tone of language changes, snap. All of a sudden, the moment has moved or changed from one direction to another. How does this happen? Why does this happen in us all? Why do we choose to grab the thoughts and beliefs that harm us and the others we teach people we touch? I've been blessed to have had a lot of good mentors. And a good mentor to me is a person that strives always to promote growth and help us in our life and relationships with ourselves, with our nutrition, exercise, and recovery. Focusing clearly on the simple small steps that will create uncommon results. Because our mindset impacts our attitude, which definitely determines our altitude. So today, we're gonna have a discussion on how we can control and change our stinking thinking. Bob and I are gonna ask and try to answer the following questions. One, does our mindset really have an impact in or on life? Two, how important are our feelings and emotions? And three, how do we stop stinking thinking and create an attitude that will transform my fixed mindset to a growth mindset. So remember, the content we're going to discuss and share today is from our personal experience and opinion and is provided for your information and education purposes only. 
It's not intended as a substitute for medical, psychological, or any other professional advice. So remember to check with your doctor, healthcare professionals, before you make any changes to your routines. Good morning, Bob. How are you doing with the stinking thinking today? I haven't had much this morning. Not yet. No? We'll see how this goes. Right on. Well, I am so excited about this topic. You know me. I like to... I like to do some thinking and I like to express how I'm feeling. So what do you really think with our first question, you know, is how, how does our thinking impact our life? You know, Heath, we're nothing but a brain. You know, our body does exactly what our brain wants us to do. So what we think is the foundations of what we do. The brain is everything. So how our brains are programmed, what we choose to think, what we unconsciously think, all has an impact on what we do, the choices we make, the habits we um, we have each and every day. All we are is a walking brain, man. No, it's, you know, well said. I think that's why I like, you know, the uh, As a Man Think is so much, that book. It really opened my mind up to the fact that I'm actually in control of the quality of my life and where my focus goes, energy flows, right? And I don't care what your uh, belief or, or, or thing we're talking about. It's uncanny. And we should know better than anything anywhere else than in Canada at the moment. Our world is never ending. It's always changing. And what we fix our mindset on impacts the quality of our life. That's very true. You know, but that's our conscious thought really we're animals of our unconscious thought our pre-programmed behaviors our pre-programmed thoughts so what we think today has largely been impacted by how we've been treated and what we've learned yesterday yesterday being all the way back from birth so the experiences we've had with our parents experience we've had with our friends the experience we've had in business and life and our first relation love relationship has all had a massive impact on us uh, today. So whether we think we're able to be athletic, as an example, can I actually do uh, 50 push-ups? No way, not a chance. I could never do 50 push-ups. Well, one time you probably could have, but something's happened since that time to th- for you to think, nope, there's no way I could ever do 50 push-ups again. You know, I think that uh, the... I always talk about this with you quite consistently is that that shift in our mindset that we can move from a probable to a possible mindset Mm -hmm. that if we're willing, as you use the example of push-ups to just keep adding one more push-up, you know, every workout, well, guess what happens? Ultimately the amount of push-ups we do increases. It's always about the resistance that we overcome that dictates where our strength uh, uh, and abilities lie. And as you say, it's a, it's a picture in our heads about who we are and who we want to be, right? And um, that's that's impa- that's your thinking right there. It's like, who are you right now? And who do you want to be? Do you want to be fit? Do you want to have good uh, cardiac good cardiac stamina? Do you want to have a good good strong heart? Right. This is it for for us diabetics. It's a it's a huge issue about picturing 
the people we want to be? Do we want to be strong? Do we want to be fit? Do we want to have good blood sugars? Do we want to have good A1C reports? Do we want to have, do we want to uh, lose weight? You know, these sort of things. Can I be thin again? Can I be thin and fed again? These are all pictures. This is all, this is all in our mind. It starts yeah. all in the mind. Right. Well, I, I think that, you know, speaking specifically for diabetes and for diabetics, our diabetes affects our mindset. It has a significant impact in our mental health and the way that our actual brain works, right? Um, and learning that we have the ability to, to control, you know, what we're thinking and how we're thinking is a human issue, right? When a bad thought is going by, and I don't care if it's about a food choice, whether it be about exercise or planning out our day properly, these are all mindset things, right? Where we just go, ah, I don't need to worry about that. I don't need to put any uh, a banana in my bag as I'm going out on a hike or right. I don't need to have, uh, you know, some dextrose tabs when I'm going on a, a two day uh, adventure, you know what I mean? On, on my motorcycle or whatever. Well, no chance favors a prepared mind. That mindset of thinking ahead of planning is amazing and a critical success factor for us as diabetics. And that a lot of people resist that. It also impacts our emotions, Bob, at least for me, diabetes. I know when my sugars go up or down, they're, they're bobbing it, too much on me. My emotions, I can actually get angry. But that all started back with our thinking. So how do you think our mindset impacts our emotions and our feelings? Well, our mind's a very the, a hugely powerful instrument. And it, it basically controls what we do each and every day. I'll give you a couple of examples is I went for a hike on the weekend with my wife and I had a thin, a long sleeve shirt on and a, just a, uh, an Arcteryx waterproof jacket. But it's like five degrees out, four degrees, five degrees out. It's quite cold, right? And my wife got all bundled up. She had a scarf on, she had a toque on, she had gloves on, she had a big down jacket and layered up underneath that too. And I walked outside just with my thing on, right? And she says, how can you do this? How can, like, how can you be out there with just that thin jacket and that thin undergarment, right? And I said, it's in the mind. If you think it's cold, it's going to be cold. I just prepared my mind before I went out that it wasn't that cold. Yeah. Now that, I don't know if people can really relate to that, but it's totally true. Because I spent a lot of years in the mountains at minus 25 digging snow caves. You had to have a good mindset when you woke up in the morning and it's minus 25, wouldn't show minus 35 and you got to get out of your tent, right? It's like, it's not cold. You got to think it's not cold. So I learned to control the brain at that point in time, control the emotions of the brain and work with the logical brain. I'm going to talk a bit more about that in a second. That's example number one. Example number two is for uh, working out or fitness. It's like a lot of times at the end of the day, midday, we get really tired. And it's like, do I want now at three o'clock, five o'clock, seven o'clock, whatever the day, time of the day is to get up off the couch or to stop what I'm doing and go outside to, to do my exercise or to go to the gym or whatever it is. Right. And you know what the brain is screaming right then, buddy? What's the brain screaming? I want a nap. <laughs> that's right. Rest, <laughs> rest, rest. <laughs> and that's the, that's our brain stem, right? Yeah. That's our fight flight or freeze um, survival mode. Our brain is in survival because it has been a long day. We are tired, right? 
but it's our brain screaming at us to rest. Our brain controls that feature. So a lot of a lot of us, me included, sit down on the couch, open up a bag of chips, and just rest, right? But again, if you can overcome that um, that emotion, really, that emotion of um, of uh, security, and move into the logical brain, which is it's only mm-hmm. I got to get up for my thirty minutes. I got to get up for my twenty minutes, or whatever you're doing at that time. You can do it. And yeah. we both know, we both know how powerful that is to get out. We feel re- re-energized. We feel refreshed. We feel so much better after we get and do it. There's a so, picture of the brain on the screen. Yeah. A survival brain that fight, flight, and freeze response, and then the emotional state, right? Yeah. And if I could just, uh, if you think that, that those are powerful, powerful sections of the brain. And you can see the distinct separation to the executive state, which is the logical state, your thinking state. And so often the red and the blue areas control your green area. And you've got to get out of those states into the logical brain by forcibly thinking about it. Well, you know, Bob, I just want to speak to the second question now, you know, how our emotions actually impact us with this, what you're saying, right? Because our emotions have the power to move up to the green of the brain, right? That, that logical and, and cognitive way of thinking, or it can actually drive us down into the brainstem, that survival uh, old brain of fear and, and, and survival that's so critical, right? Mm-hmm. And quite often, our emotions deceive us yeah. because it's based on a belief that we have. And you mentioned hiking and being cold. As an experienced outdoor adventurer, you actually have experienced real cold. And you know when you're in a danger zone of cold, frostbite and hypothermia and all that, versus just the feeling of a little bit of discomfort. Discomfort, yeah. Discomfort. (laughs) And now when you start out, as you said on your hike on the weekend, as I did one as well, it's, it, I always jokingly call it, you know, it's, it's, it's nippy, right? Mm-hmm. And your fingers are a little tingly, but as you get moving, the blood starts to flow, the body, the batteries, uh, chargers are our muscles. They're charging the cells batteries up with energy as we go. That has an impact on removing that sense of cold because we heat up and that activity creates energy from that energy all of a sudden our emotional state begins to shift, right? We might've been stressed before because we've just been doing a long meeting, whatever the the challenge of that day was, but that 15 minute walk, that big hike, whatever activity you've done shifts us emotionally. And that allows us to get clarity and move up into that uh, frontal lobe where we can actually think and be creative. Yeah. Can you expand on that a little bit more for us? Um, well, there's seven major uh, emotions that we have, right? Anger, fear, disgust, happiness, sadness, surprise, and contempt. Yeah. A lot of these are negative emotions, contempt, yeah. uh, sadness, disgust, fear, anger. So let's say we're not fit. Let's say we're out, out of shape and we're thinking we should go to the gym. Those feet, those emotions of contempt for yourself, disgust with the way you're feeling, right? Anger at getting this way of your at your diabetes, right? Will stop us. That we'll get 
caught in our emotions and it'll yeah. stop us from going to the gym. We don't want to, we don't want to look at the other fit people at the gym. We don't want to, we don't want to be compared to other people, right? Those are, no, that's, sure. us, that's us getting caught in our emotions. Rather than the logical part of the brain is you've got to go to the gym. That's what the gym is for. <laughs> and nobody's making judgment calls at the gym that you should care about. You should just care about you. Yeah. Right. That's the logical part of the brain, but it's separate and distinct. And once we're in our emotions of disgust or contempt or anger or sadness, right, of the of where we're at right now, it's like so hard for us to get out of that and, and get out and do those sorts of things. So we get caught in it. 100 percent, 100 percent. So now we've talked about how important our thinking, our beliefs are and what we focus on, right, where energy flows that then triggers this emotional response within us because based on our belief, we end up with these emotions that actually starts to create action and motion because our feelings really are that dictate the quality of our life. Right? So mm -hmm. if we're angry, sad, mad, or glad, we've actually chosen it. And this was a big uh, uh, shift for me when I came to the awareness that if I'm, choosing to be angry because of something, the guy honked at me in the car or, uh, you know, my son is uh, not done something that I'd asked or whatever the reason may be. I ultimately chose that feeling because of the meaning that I put on it. Mm -hmm. And it comes right back to these needs that I'm not significant. I'm not respected. I'm whatever that reason is that belief, that meaning we put on it will trigger that emotion and then trigger our action. Mm -hmm. So this is a, a, a good segue to our last question where I really want to dig deep into it. How do we stop stinking thinking? <laughs> How do we create an attitude that's going to transform us from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset? So uh, let's put up this diagram. And I want you just to walk through, you know, the fixed mindset that we teach in our programs all the time. Sure. Well, you got, um, and this is based on some some just terrific research. Um, that if you if you look up growth mindset or fixed mindset, there's excellent research on this um, that uh, supports it. But um, because of our past, because of our experiences that we've had in our lives, we grow up thinking about ourselves in a certain way. One is fixed, and one is growth oriented. And fixed mindsets mean that we have had experiences and we've learned that we only are a certain way. So you can see that um, some of the quotes on the page where it says, when I'm frustrated, I give up. In other words, they don't embrace failure. They don't, they don't embrace the, the challenge of doing something new, right? Because they've learned that. Um, failure is the limit, is the uh, limit of my abilities. So this kind of a failure-based model where we've learned that we're not a swimmer, we're not fit, we're not... To, uh, to be thin anymore. We're not an athlete. A lot of knots uh, address, address or, or uh, associated with the fixed mindset. Where in the growth mindset, you have almost the opposite yeah. paradigm where we've, we've learned somehow that we can overcome challenges. We can be, we can be largely who we want to be, that uh, we do have lots of potential, um, that new things are not frightening for us that we embrace new experiences um so two different people so you look around your families 
right? You and your extended family, you can point them out right away. Some yeah. people that are really open to new ideas, open to challenge, open to failure, embrace failure versus, you know, there's Uncle, there's Uncle Jim in the corner. <laughs> yeah. You know, what you're speaking to is really, again, I go back to the very first point we're talking about. It's a belief. And that belief, for example, that I have failed or I am wrong in something, right? And to fail is just a, a fantastic adventure in learning. I repeat this regularly because you're not learning if you're doing something you've done. The only way to learn is by embracing a challenge, by embracing uncertainty, stepping forward, and then guess what? You sometimes trip. But Heath, that's only if you have a growth mindset. Understood. If you, if you have a fixed mindset, failure is not that. The emotions are not that at all. They're quite the opposite. It's shame, humiliation, embarrassment, fear, anger, disgust, contempt. <laughs> that's Agreed. the mindset. Meant, that's the brain of the fixed Dang mindset on. person, right? Agreed. And what do you think then? So for me, I look at basically bring two main roots or core seeds, right? That we're really talking about here. One is that ability to, is fear. That false evidence or events that appear real. It's mm -hmm. fear is a lie, right? Because all of the great things in life, anything we've done is always on the other side of a fear. It's something, it's a vapor. And the minute we go to embrace it, it disappears. Mm -hmm. But it's so real. It's so real when we're looking at it that, oh, if I try this new thing, that it's 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 not going to work. It's that probable mindset which is fixed, right? Versus that possible. It's it it, it, it can change. It will uh, bring a, a fruit a result that's going to be good for me, right? Mm -hmm. I just really am blown away by that. The second seed is ultimately love. That self respect. I am enough. I am capable i deserve this i deserve exactly and that i am i can and i will and i must i say this repeatedly because it becomes we don't always do what we need in life we always do what we want more often than not so that's where i, I really work with people and we work with people to shift that thinking from fixed to growth that we don't need to live in the fear, which produces anger, frustration, shame, all those uh, emotions you talked about below the line thinking, I call it victimhood, uh, right? Where we're blaming something versus above the line accountable, which is self-respect, love, that I'm going to learn. I'm going to surround myself with people that are thinking away because it's a learned skill, mm -hmm. right? It don't is. Not, it don't is. Don't agree with that. Yeah, and that is actually one of the, I think, in, in my estimation, one of the key uh, techniques to get out of the stinking thinking mode is to understand that when you're thinking these emotions, that there's a body response, the brain and the body are very deeply connected to this. So when we experience fear or disgust or contempt or, or negative emotions, happiness and joy too, um, there's, a there's a physical response to the body. And this is one of the most important ways to get out of the negative thinking mode is to identify the emotion that you're feeling right now. Yes. Like you're lying on the couch, you know, your logical brain is screaming at you, do it, do it, do it. But it's, it's really not screaming at all. It's more like a whisper, get off the couch, get off the couch. Right. And the primitive brain and your middle emotional brain is, 
is overriding all of that, which is sit down, sit down, rest, 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 right? And the underlying emotions of that is maybe uh, you're unhappy with your weight. Maybe you're unhappy with your fitness level. Maybe you've tried your fitness level to increase it, tried to lose weight, but it's not there. So the underlying emo emotions of sadness, contempt for yourself, disgust at your current situation, they're all unconscious, right? You're not, it's not in your, but by listening to your body, by understanding how the brain works, you can actually identify the emotion and say, you know, I'm just sad. I'm just, maybe that, maybe that's the emotion. I'm just sad of where I'm at right now. I've tried so hard for so many years and I'm still the same weight. I'm just sad about this. And well, you know, that's so valid. And that's the, other, what you're really saying is that the feelings we're having are valid. It's okay to yeah. address it and go, well, totally. this is okay. But it's also the same privilege is that you don't have to do anything. You get to choose. We were so blessed because we've been given this thing called choice, free will. We don't have to do anything. We get to do it. Mm -hmm. And that is something I am eternally grateful for. And that to me is the true, uh, if I want to say, use the word silver bullet that you would use against this enemy of fear and of, 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 being below the line or blaming is the gratitude, right? To totally change. And it's a process, but to learn how to look at what is great in the moment. Mm -hmm. That this moment, if it's not what we ideally would like, is still happening for us, mm -hmm. not to us. It's happening so that we have the opportunity to be like a diamond, cut to learn so that the, the brilliance will come out. It's an opportunity to grow. And that's something that, you know, we really promote and, and, and mentor and train people with is that how do we learn to use these silver bullets at the right time and ask the right questions? So what do you think about gratitude? Well, I, for gratitude is a really powerful, uh, a powerful, um, uh, answer answer the problem right if you can move into a move like you're on the couch and your brain's your brain's struggling with that you're struggling with getting off the couch if you can pull gratitude out of the air and actually be so gr grateful that you can actually walk when many of us can't there's many of us that don't have the ability to walk right we're in wheelchairs we, we're, we're confined to beds etc cetera, etc cetera. so there's a huge gratitude feat feature there if you can do that that's a brilliant way to get out of that emotional state into your logical brain and that's the that's the challenge right someone once explained it to me like this and this is our brain you can see my fist here on the on the uh, yep. button, right so it's three parts it's the brain stem which is the the um the um uh, primitive brain fight yep. flight freeze response and then right here is the emotional section huge section right here Right, that's the emotional section, and then this is your logical or your your uh, um, your logical brain as well. So when it's working like this, it's working as one. But as soon as you go into an emotional state, there's a disconnect of your logic and your primitive and brainstem. There's a disconnection, and so that's the that's the challenge for us to get out of stinking thinking is somehow recognize the emotions, recognize the emotions, and then bring the logical back into the into 
into play. It's it's a it's a it's uh it starts with awareness, right? That's how the brain works. It's the powerful feature that we have, and it gets disconnected because of those emotions. Well, I think I think it it's you know we talk about potential all the time, and it's it really I think is summarized by that this whole basic discussion is that our beliefs they drive our emotions, which then drive our actions. Those actions will deliver a result. Those results will reinforce or create new beliefs, all driving confidence and affirmation of that belief. Or and, new, and new emotions. And new emotions. New emotions. And pride. therefore your potential That's right. grows or decreases based on that focus and how we manage those emotions, right? Yeah. So I think that that's a really critical um, um, thing for us to understand that is as just people living with diabetes, trying to live a healthy life. How do, how do we transform, you know, our lives into a way that we're able to really be effective, to be able to transform what we're our current position and move forward into growth takes a shift. It takes a shift. And what that shift is, is for each of us, it always comes back to a reason and the willingness to challenge our thinking. Yeah. So I mean, another way to look at this, I think, but is uh, for every negative emotion, there's a positive emotion, right? Yeah. And we get, we get locked into the negative emotions, but the trick to get from negative emotions, sadness about our diabetic state or whatever it is, is to, of course, take action. So the only way that you can go move from sadness to happiness is actually to take some action. That's right. So you can wait for something to happen to you, for action to happen to you. But because we control action, that's that's the miracle. It's like we actually get to control what we do. Agreed. And I think that ultimately then, it means that we have to look in the mirror and realize that wherever we are at this particular moment, it's just a moment, but we're accountable for everything that got us here. Now, moments, Therefore, moments will stretch into years if you don't take action. Agreed. <laughs> and that's what it's about. You know, it's taken us a lifetime to get to where we're at, but it only takes up to 60 to 90 days to overwrite and create new beliefs, new routines, new emotions, a quality of life. And that then transforms everything. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's I think taking I think, those actions you talked about for it. And that's why we need to dig in. And this is another discussion for another day, mm -hmm. all around our reasons and um, those routines that we create within the UD Foundations program. So do you have any other last words with regards to the overall discussion that we've had on our beliefs and the emotions and how it really, how we can use those to stop that stinking thinking? Well, you know, the major frustrations that we have on a daily basis are like, I need more energy. I need better health, a better fitness, um, 
a better sleep, whatever, whatever the issues are for us to feel better, right. To be, have better relationships with our families, our friends, to produce more at work, produce better at work. It's all be, it's all, it all begins with those emotions about how we're going to, to think about ourselves to think about our potential and what are we going to do to move forward? Let's say we wanted to eat better, right? Yeah. It's like, Hmm, do we have a plan for our eating this week? Do we have a, do we have the recipes all laid out? Do we know do we have a shopping list ready that coincides with the plan and the recipes? I.e., these this is a direct link to better energy, better health, better fitness, right? Better sleep. What we eat, but a lot of us don't take those the proper actions. Thus, we're embroiled in those negative emotions and thinking thinking bad thoughts about how much we weigh. Right on. Well, my challenge, I think, you know, with all of this is that the best resource that I've found is really our ability to look at what's great in the moment. Because where our focus goes, the energy flows. And that's the beginning of us, as you said, awareness is the start of it. But if we're going to focus on all the pain, then you also have to realize that attached to that pain is gain. So how? Do we use those emotions, create the reasons to really move forward and shift our stinking thinking mm -hmm. into an attitude of gratitude thinking for where we're at and how we do? And I'm big on this. I know and it's, it's easier said than done. It's not a, a one and done thing. Nothing is. But it starts with one thought. Well, here's a, here's a very interesting thought. I asked two people already this morning and said, out of the blue i said what are you doing for fun this week just two really good people right and both people said nothing mm. interesting interesting comment one simple question what are you doing for fun and adventure this week and both of them said they thought about it for a second they both said nothing and i thought that's not going to be helping you're thinking <laughs> if you're not looking forward to something if you don't have something planned that's fun or full of adventure this week what the heck are you doing? And the answer is we're on we're on um, the treadmill. We're on the treadmill of habits, right? We're yes. on the treadmill of habits, of and probably not great habits. Probably not great habits, because I correspondingly I thought about all the fun and adventure that I've got planned this week, all the yeah. moments I'm looking forward to, and there's like a there's a baker's dozen, my friend. That's awesome, yes. and that is yeah. the biggest part, right? Is having an adventure. Helen Keller said it best. It's on my wall. I have a big painting, and it says right that life is either a daring adventure or nothing. That's right. So what is your adventure going to be? It doesn't matter. It's up to you. It's up to us. It's up to every one of us to choose what's going to happen. It's up to our brains to yeah, think well it out. <laughs> well said. Hey, Bob, I want to thank you for today. I really have uh, enjoyed this. You know, today was an amazing discussion on the power of our stinking thinking and how our fixed mindset or growth mindset, drive it. So if you want to learn more about our uncommon diabetic life and the four pillars of health, I want to invite you to start your journey with us. Together, we can create your map. That's a massive action plan to build the foundations to having an uncommon year and life starting now. Our UD Solutions provides you with a revolutionary science-based approach towards your diabetic health. Together we can. We can make this year a year of transformation. 
So just click the link below and check out our free offers or visit us at uncommondiabetic.com. Also, remember to click the subscribe button and bell so you don't miss any episodes of UDTV. I really want to thank you for joining us and I look forward to the opportunity of journeying with you. And by the way, if you do click the second link below, you can have a free health strategy session with me. And I look forward to the opportunity of meeting you personally and seeing how we can help you live your uncommon, time, uh, uncommon diabetic life. So guys, girls, until next week, be uncommon.